You are about to listen to the S. Anthony Says Podcast, starring S. Anthony Thomas. <laughs> you lucky bastards. All right, this is S. Anthony. Glad you came back. Ready for the next one? All right, here we go. Go! Okay, you sick bastards. That's right, I called you, you sick bastards. Let me tell you something. Let me ask you a question. Are you a serial monogamist? Let me stop you before you answer and say, yes, you are, unless you're a cheater. Everybody's a serial monogamist until they get married. In fact, even when you are married, you're a serial monogamist because the last relationship you would be monogamous in that relationship and thus continue on with the streak, you sick bastards. But I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and some young guys kind of chimed into it. And we were talking about, uh, you know, how I he, he was giving me he's like, I can't believe all, all this time you has never you've never cheated on anybody. And I said, that's right. That's not my style. And he goes, well, I never cheated on anybody either. And I said, I never said you did. He goes, no, no, no. But you, you always give me a hard time because I always break up with women. I said, yeah, because like at around approximately the 100th time you have sex with a lady, you kind of break up with her and move on to the next lady. And so I'm sitting there going, why is that your mag- mag- magic number, my friend? I don't know. I never really thought about it that way. I said, I know you didn't. But you got to calm down, man. You got to give. You, you, as soon as you get into a little bit of a bump in the road, you just move on. You just oh, it's a little, got up. Oh, this is going to require some effort. I'm out, and you leave. You should just. You, every relationship requires effort. Shit, I've been friends with you for twenty years, and it's been effort city. We laugh, <laughs> and then the young guys come up behind me. Yeah, man, but you know, you know, don't 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 hate on your friend for being a player, man. You know, he's, he's playing right. You know, he's doing his thing. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we joke around with the young guys and then we leave. And I was just saying to my friend, I said, you know, I said, the difference between you and me is you need you immediately after 100 or so times have to get it on with the next woman. And I like being with the same woman. I like seeing the same butt. I love it. You need to see different butts go to the bathroom after you get it on with them. I like seeing the same butt go to the bathroom. I like looking at a woman's butt and, and just knowing every nook and cranny of it, knowing how it moves when she walks away, knowing how it moves when she's in jeans, knowing how it moves when stuff is happening to it and I'm the one doing the stuff. You see, you look at a woman, and, and after about 100 times, you're looking at the bathroom. When she goes to the bathroom, you look at her delicious bottom, and you're thinking, well, I'm done with that. Can't have any more of this woman. i got to move on to the next one. And I look at her, my woman's butt after the 100, 200, and 300, and 400 time, and I look at her butt, and I go, yeah, look at that thing right there. Look how yummy that is. All that chocolate cake's just for me. Oh, yeah. I'm the only one that gets to walk up and put my hands on all that cake and just give it a nice little gentle squeeze. I'm the only one that gets to caress all that cake. Oh, yeah. I'm the only one that gets to put whipped cream on all of that stuff right there. Oh, yeah. That, that was the whipped cream on it. Oh, yeah. If there's no whipped cream... I- and I don't feel like going to the store because sometimes if you go to the store, it'll, it kind of breaks up the romantic flow because sometimes women will get distracted with stuff. Like if you don't get it on with them immediately when they say they want to get it on and the phone rings and they get on the phone with one of their friends and one of their friend comes up with one of those man Haiti sob stories. He did this. This happened. Something bad happened at work. It's going to change the mood and you're going to be sitting there with your pants off and nothing's going to happen. And if you try to make something happen, she's going to get mad at you because you're so insensitive. Don't you realize that she's having a hard time? I think I'm going to have to go over there and console her. She's going to have to come over here and be consoled. And she, we're going to have to come over here and talk about how men ain't shit. And Because that's what it starts to sound like. You don't want that to happen. You definitely don't want to go. I'll be back. I'm going to the store to get some whipped cream to put on your butt. And then you go to the store. You get the whipped cream. You come back. She's dressed and she's watching a TV program. And you're thinking, wait a second. We're supposed to be getting it on. She says, I will get it on later. This is a good movie. And then you find out it's not a good movie. It's a horrible movie. But it's a horrible movie that's one of three because it's three parts. Because there's a cliffhanger at the end of the first two movies. And now you got to sit there for seven or eight or nine or ten hours or however long this lame-ass movie marathon is. And she's not going to want to get it on until she sees all three because she's so invested in the movies. Even though she's sitting there naked and you're sitting there naked and you want to do naked stuff. And she doesn't want to do naked stuff until it's over. You better not go to store and get that whipped cream punk you better jump on top of this woman right now so you decide i gotta put some kind of white stuff on her not the kind of stuff you're talking about 
at least not yet. Teehee. So you go to the kitchen, you get the whipped cream, and she lays down on her stomach, and you put the whipped cream on her butter. And I'm sorry, I mean, not whipped cream. We didn't have whipped cream. What the hell am I talking about? The whipped cream's at the store. You can't go to the store because of the stuff I just said and that mini rant inside of this rant. Shut up. So you get the sour cream. Oh, yeah. And then you put the sour cream on her booty. Oh, yeah. And because she's a black chick and she has brown butt cheeks. And you put the whipped cream on and it looks like two delicious baked potatoes. So to enjoy this even more, you go into the kitchen and you get some chives. And you get the salt and pepper and you put that on there as well. And just to make it look even more so, you wrap a little aluminum foil around her waist and legs. So it looks like the baked potato is actually in some aluminum foil. And you just took it off the grill. That's right. And then you get the butter. Oh, yeah. And then you just... Oh. Things got a little weird there, didn't they? (laughs) Moving on. But it's great to see the same woman, man. A lot of guys don't realize that if you're with a bunch of different women and you think think you're a stud, you're not a stud. You're a guy that knows one card trick and shows it to a whole bunch of different people. You're not even a magician. You're just a guy that knows a car trick. If you want to see a magician, see a guy that's been with the same woman for 10, 20, 30 years, and she's still happy. That guy's a magician. You just know one car trick. You go to one lady, would you like to see this? Is this your card? Yes, that's my card. Do you have any more tricks? I got to go. And you run off like the damn roadrunner. But the guy that's married or the guy that's the boyfriend or the guy that's the living or the guy that's in a long-term relationship, he's got to come up with more than just a damn car trick. He knows knows car tricks too but he also knows how to cut a woman in half and he also knows how to do explosions and he also knows how to make things disappear and he also knows a whole lot of other tricks because he has to come up with a whole show because it's the same audience all the time and you can't keep showing the same audience the same damn car trick you gotta come up with a whole damn production being with the same woman is like running a television series you you're just doing a one damn movie and it's nice one damn movie but they can't watch the same movie again and again me or a guy that's in a long-term relationship or wants to be in a long-term relationship you can't do a car trick you can't do a movie you've got to do a nightly talk show damn it you gotta come up with different guests different sketches different monologues and all sorts of crap that keep that woman coming back for more and i commend all the men like me who can come up with a different show every time i mean i'm just like john Carson on your thighs lady I'm the best late at night and even in reruns I'm the best you can actually pull out the greatest hits package if you want and say to me yes Anthony remember that disgusting thing you did to my butt with the whipped cream and the aluminum foil three years ago and I'll say yes I remember it would you like that to happen again and she says yes I do yes I do why because I got a whole catalog of shows that she can go to i'm like a sexual waiter every married man is like a sexual waiter that's right i said it you walk up to your woman and you say what will the lady be having this evening and she'll look up to you and she says you know what i'd like what would you like ma'am i'm here to please and i'm here to give you what you need you know what i'd like what is that I like a massage. Oh, we have that on the menu. Yes, we do. And you get a discount. Ha ha ha. But buy one, get one free. Oh, yeah. And you know what else I'd like? What else would you like? Because you got the your massage. That's on. I already ordered. That's that's on. That's on its way. And that's going to come out hot and fresh on the plate. Yeah, season. Just the way you like it. I'd also like some kissing. Oh, we got kissing. Oh, yeah. But we got a kissing. We got some kisses, and these kisses come straight from France. <laughs> yeah, I said it. What else would you like? Um, I'd like a little bit of a... And then she describes something explicit, and then you say, you not only are you going to get that, that's the special catch of the day, and you can get it twice. Oh, yeah. And it's like coffee. The cup is always refilled. Oh, yeah. Now, girl, after you get all that, because you're going to get all that, what would you like for dessert? Oh, well, what I'd like for dessert is cuddling and discussing the future. Cuddling and discussing the future? Let me check with the, let me check with the chef.
oops, <laughs> that shipment didn't come in. <laughs> We're all out of that. But we do have slap you on the ass, say that was nice, and then leave the building and not see you till next week. I don't want that. Uh, well, <laughs> you're going to be dessertless tonight, honey, because that's all you're going to get. Just kidding. That wouldn't happen. But that's the best part about being with the same person, man. Everybody talks about it like it's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to be with the same person for a long period of time. I think it's a beautiful thing to be with the same person for a long period of time. I think it's great. I think it's great to be able to be the disgusting, perverted, sick, weird freak that you actually are. You can do that with the, with the woman you've been with for a long period of time because you've been together so long. She knows that you're not going to go but so far. She knows what you can do, what you're not going to do. She understands you. The new lady doesn't know that. She doesn't know the parameters. She doesn't know it yet. She doesn't know you yet. So you're about to make it all, make love to the first, to your woman the first time. And you're in a hotel room or you're in your house and she goes into the bathroom to freshen up. And she comes out and she sees you. You, you change yourself. You change yourself to the ceiling by your wrists and you're wearing a bottomless Batman outfit. She's going to jump out the damn window, you sick bastard. But if it's your wife, your long term girlfriend, she comes out of the bathroom. She sees you strapped to the ceiling wearing a bottomless Batman outfit. She's going to look at you and go, oh, my God. You mean to tell me it's Wednesday? Oh, my. You know, before we get it on, you okay hanging out there for a few more minutes? Yeah, I'm cool. Okay, I got it. Let me just write on the calendar over here that I have a doctor's appointment tomorrow. I'm, I'm so glad you wore the Batman outfit with your ass hanging out because if you didn't have the bottomless Batman outfit, I wouldn't have known it was Wednesday and I wouldn't have known to make this doctor's appointment. Well, you know, I, I, yeah, I tried to remind you. Remember yesterday when I got dressed up like a, a She-Ra, Princess of Power, and I was I had my legs hanging out the window? You, I told you it was Tuesday. I know you did. It's, it's necessary. Well, you know what? Let's not fight. Just write down your count your things so we can get it on because we've got laundry. Okay. <laughs> And don't act like it's not like that in relationships. It's just so cool to be in relationships, man. It's the best, man. I can't wait till my next one. Love being in relationships. I love all of that kind of stuff, man. You know? So that's what I was saying to my friend. I said, just, don't, don't just give up on relationships so easily that you just go, oh, I don't want to do that. And if, if, if there's a bump in the road, just kind of just let, let ride through the bump. It's like, I mean, would you, let's say you're driving down the street in your car and you hit some bumps in the road. You wouldn't go, well, I hit a bump, got to get out, leave this car here and leave this car with the key and got to walk away. No, you wouldn't do that. You'd ride the bumps out, no, realizing that there's always going to be smoother roads ahead that you can ride on. That's what I'm saying, you sick bastards. That's what I'm saying. So all I'm saying, you sick freaks, is if you're in a relationship and it gets a little bumpy, sometimes there's a little bit of a bump on the road. Something bad happens, but it's not that bad, but it just seems worse than it actually is. If you look at it objectively, just step back, look at it and go, you know what? This is just a bump in the road. I'm not going to walk away. Yeah, I've had sex with you 127 times. I'm not going to get all bored. I'm going to start becoming more interesting myself. I'm going to make myself more interesting and make myself more interested. That's what you got to do from both sides, my friends. Make yourself more interesting and make yourself more interested. And then all of a sudden, that woman who you were bored with before, you're going to find something about it. You're like, you're going to look at her and you're going, I never noticed your left shoulder blade. Look at that shoulder blade. Ain't nobody in the world got a left shoulder blade like you, girl. I'm going to take you home. I'm going to tear that shoulder blade up. I'm going to put you in there. You're going to go back to the bedroom, and I'm going to put some whipped cream on that shoulder blade. And if there's no whipped cream for the shoulder blade, I'm, I'm going to say forget it, and I'm going to get the whip. I'm going to get the, the, the sour cream and put it on your shoulder blade. You know what I'm saying? And I'm going to put it. And that, okay, things got weird again, didn't they? <laughs> All I'm saying is, my friends, just because the road gets bumpy doesn't mean you got to step off like a punk. Just ride it out, you bastards. Segment over. You know what I want to talk to you about in this segment, my friends? I get sick and tired of hearing those stupid phrases like giving people what they need and not they what they want. Oh, shut up. Sometimes you got to give people what they want and say the heck with what they need. Because sometimes what you need sucks. Yeah, I said it. 
Sometimes it's just better to have what you want and just deal with the consequences because it's better than living a lifetime of having just crap you need. Yeah, that's right. And you know what I'm talking about? Everybody had you, you, you're sitting there at a party or a get together and everybody's enjoying their pizzas and their cupcakes and their milkshakes and pouring lard in their mouths. That's right. And then all of a sudden your two or three friends of your group of friends that you love shows up and all of a sudden you realize they're now vegans or vegetarians and nothing that tastes goodians. Yeah, that's right. I said it. Nothing that tastes goodians. That's a thing. Yes, it is. Shut up. And they give you a hard time because of what you're eating, man. And you just want them to shut the hell up. You know, you really shouldn't eat that. It's really not healthy, man. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't. I, I'm sorry. When I went to a place called Gut Busters and I bought this triple, quadruple bacon cheesesteak death burger, you think I didn't realize it was unhealthy? You can look at this stuff right there. It doesn't even have an expiration date for the meat and cheese. It has an expiration date for you if you eat this crap every day and you look at the paper and it says not long, you bastard. You think I don't know what's not healthy? I know what's not healthy. Shut up. And then they go, well, you know, you got to understand something, man. If you really want to be healthy, man, you got to do like I'm doing, man. Because I used to eat just like you. Because, I mean, we've been friends for a long period of time. And I eat just like I used to eat just like you. But I've never felt better in my life, man. I feel better than I've ever felt in my life, man. My doctor says I'm going to live to be 600 years old. He's actually gone to one of those preschools with a person who's part of a family of doctors. And he says, you're right there, your great-great-grandchild. I want that to be my doctor because I'm going to outlive all you bastards. Because that's how long I'm going to live, man. I mean, look at what I'm eating right here, man. I have double tofu sprouts and tofu sprouts with triple tofu sprouts on top of it, but some also some double lettuce and triple double quadruple lettuce. And then I went outside and I saw that the people who were doing the landscaping had a bag of grass and leaves. And instead of letting them throw that, throw that away, I took another bowl and I dipped it into the trash bag and I pulled the cans and stuff and the dirt and the rocks out of it. And then I dumped the leaves and the and the grass shavings into the salad and I know what you're thinking you're probably thinking animals have urinated on it and people have stepped on it and people have put cigarette butts in it but if you really think about it everything that comes from the earth man including animal animal footsteps and animal and animal buttocks chips and, and all that kind of stuff and all this thing people spitting in it all of that's from the earth man none of that was manufactured man yes that's in there yes you may think it's gross and disgusting but it's all from nature man and I've never felt better man I'm going to live longer than everybody man I'm going to outlive everybody man and I'm going to oh, excuse me hold, hold for a second could you please pass me, pass me that diet water please but no no not that one the diet water light yes hand that to me because it's uh, diet water light this is just an empty bottle i know there's no calories and nothing so anyway man i just want to say that i'm double triple incredible quadruple healthy man and i want to let you know man that i'm going to live to be nine million and you look at your friend and you love your friend but you just want them to shut the hell up right now and you look at them and you're thinking shut up punk you don't even know what you're talking about. I'm enjoying my cheesesteak. And you notice how I called it a cheesesteak instead of a cheesesteak? Why is that? Because it's 90% cheese and 10% steak the way I like it. I want as much cheese as possible. That's not even bread that's holding it together. That's actually a special process where they take cheese and turn it into something that looks like bread. It's, yeah, touch it. See, that's actually cheese shaped like bread with cheese inside of it with 10% meat on the inside and double ketchup and quadruple mustard on it. Shut up. And I'm going to eat it. And I'm going to enjoy every second of it. You know how long that stuff stays in your stomach, man? This salad right here, man, it goes in, it cleanses the stomach out, and it comes out really quickly, and, you, and it goes through the whole process because that meat will stay into your stomach for, like, months and years and decades. In fact, your mother had some meat one time, and, you, and she, was, she was breastfeeding you, and that meat is still in your stomach right now. Shut up, punk. I don't care about that crap. You know why the food I eat stays in my stomach longer than the food you eat? You're probably thinking it's because it's so healthy and all of that kind of crap. Well, let me tell you something. Your body throws that vegetable crap out of you fast because it doesn't like vegetables. It doesn't want to hang out with vegetables. Because the stomach to the body, the stomach is like a hall that's been rented for a party. And all the food that comes in is the guests at the party. And when the nutrients come from the food and goes through the stomach into the body, Body. That's nothing more than a conversation between the stomach and the food. It's like conversations at a party. It's like they're dancing. It's like they're telling wonderful stories. It's like they're watching a UFC fight and enjoying each other's company. And the stomach says, you know what? 
meat and cheese and bacon and gristle and sugar and salt and milk. I like you and I don't want you to leave. Would you mind staying in here for 10 times longer than necessary? And the foo says, you know what? I like it here too. And even though I only have 1% of the nutrients that's good for you during the course of the day and you probably should eat some of that crap that my my person who put me in his friend that tofu juice that he's drinking you should probably have that but you and i both know that tofu juice sucks at a party you want to hang out with me damn it and i like hanging out with you and that's why it stays in there because your stomach likes it you ever notice that when most people eat a salad buddy they throw some meat and sauce on top of the salad it's not because they wanted the meat and sauce to be on the salad like they're a wonderful blend of flavors hell no they're using that meat and salad dressing dressing to wash the salad down it's almost like it's apologizing to your stomach for making it have to deal with you when you have meat and salad together and they go into the stomach it's like a couple that comes to the party where you own only like one spouse and can't stand the other spouse but tolerate that other spouse because they're a couple and you want to be with the person that's fun so much that you'll put up with the other person who kind of sucks and lettuce is the person that kind of sucks lettuce is the person that comes with the fun person and while the fun person is having a great time and telling great stories and doing magic tricks and singing songs and karaoke and telling good stories and high-fiving people salad is the spouse that sits right next to it with its arms full looking off into space making stupid faces and making that mac that smacking mouth sound <sighs> every time something good happens yeah that's right and you'll just ignore that person and then all of a sudden at some point bam because they came together they leave together and the whole time you're thinking when you see them leave you're going I really enjoyed having meat in there but salad was a huge pain in the ass but it's okay I'll put up with salad because salad came with meat and meat is my friend and I like hanging out with meat yeah I said it come on punk you take that salad and get out of here with that crap. All right. And if you really want to be real about it, you know what the stomach likes even more than meat and cheese? Okay, not more than meat and cheese, but it's about as much as meat and cheese. Sugar and confections and cake. That's right. Cake is the really, really hot person that comes to the party. They don't stay that long, but they come to the party, and you're so glad they're there. You look at them going, look at that cake right there. That is, I am so glad cake came to the party. And then cake comes to the party is the hot person that comes to the party, and you're the host of the party. And as soon as they come and they lock eyes with you, they grab your hand, walk you into the other room, and you make out with them, and then they leave. And you're going, I am so glad cake came. Now, there's no no nutrients in cake there's no nutrients at all it's like being with a hot person making out with them but not getting to go all the way but you're so glad to make out with them because they're so hot that you even though you're upset that you didn't get to go the, all the way you're going if i had a choice if someone had said to me that this ridiculously hot person was going to come to my party and make out with me for an hour i wouldn't get to go all the way but i'd get to make out with them or have them not come at all and not get to make out with them you'd choose to make out with them anyway and that's what cake is it comes to the party it really doesn't add anything but a little bit of sweetness, a.k.a. making out with you, and then now all of a sudden it's gone. Didn't really add anything to the whole party, but you're glad it came because you got to make out with it. Yeah, that's right. But salad, please. Get out of here with that crap. Nobody wants you at the party, damn it. You're wrong, man. There's a whole lot of us that love salad. Really? You love salad by itself with nothing on it? No salad dressing? That little thing where you take a spray bottle and you spray one microgram of flavor onto that tofu salad juice crap and you think people like that nobody likes that they just say they like it because they know they're supposed to say they like it you know human beings if you check the human beings teeth they're actually designed for grinding and what that implies and also when you check the length of our, our digestive tract when you check out a carnivore's digestive tract it's a lot shorter because it's more acidic and it's designed to break down animal meat but if you look at ours it's a long digestive track because it allows to take in the nutrients over a long period of time because we're taking nutrients from grains and shut up punk let me tell you something 
If you go to another animal and you try to give that animal a food that it doesn't want to eat, if you walked up to a lion and handed him a birthday cake, would it eat the birthday cake? Probably not. It would probably lick it and then go off and bite a gazelle in the ass and eat that gazelle's ass. Why? Because it likes gazelle buttocks. It could eat anything else it wanted to, but lions like to go after gazelles. That's right. Lions could probably eat more humans than they do, but they probably don't like the way we taste. That's why they only kill us when we get on their nerves. That's why lions don't really attack people like that. Why? Because they like gazelle buttocks. That's what they're designed to eat, and that's what they eat. And basically, if you want to believe in that kind of crap, all, what that means is we shouldn't be able to eat things that we don't want that aren't good for us. But guess what? I can eat a cheesesteak. But I choose not to eat a salad because I don't like it. So shut up, punk. But if you eat these salads, man, you'll live longer. Oh, I'll live longer? Really? Yeah, man, those things you're eating right now are going to kill you, man. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're just going to take 10 years off your life. Oh, wow, I'm not going to be a really, really old guy and have people have to wipe my ass. Oh, that's going to suck. I'm going to die while I still have some life left. Oh, that's like being a football player or a basketball player or an athlete that leaves when people are going, man, you should keep playing, man. You should keep playing. You still got it. That's when they leave. When there's some, But then there's some athletes that stay around and going, damn, dude, you're doing some damage to your legacy. And that's what it's like being super duper old when you're a piece of shit. You're thinking, oh, my God, I'm messing with my legacy. Everybody remembers me when I was young and cool and I was middle-aged and cool. When I was getting old but still cool, everybody remembers that. But now they remember me as the guy who has to have somebody wipe his ass and who has to have somebody put in fake body parts to keep him going like an old car that should be just put someplace and looked at in the Smithsonian. Shut up, punk. And even if I do die before you do, I'm going to die doing all the stuff I love doing. And what are you going to, what's going to happen to you? You're going to live to be 116 and all the people like me who are having a good time and who people can't wait to hang out with, who are great at parties, who live life to its fullest and enjoy everything. We're all going to be dead and the only thing's going to be left is people like you who like to eat tofu salads and double diet water juice. You're going to be around a bunch of people like you, and you're not going to have the fun of lecturing. You enjoy the fact that you get to lecture people. I notice that when you're sitting with a whole bunch of other people that eat like you, you don't say anything to them because you can't lecture them because they're doing the same thing to you. You're out there walking around biting trees and saying yum. Well, I'm not biting trees and saying yum. I bite women and pizza and say yum, and I think I win. So if we all die and there's only people like you left, only thing you're going to get to do is stand there or sit there staring at other old people that are just as annoying as you, and you can't lecture them because they also eat grains of grass like a freaking cow and it's gonna be no fun and you're gonna shoot yourself anyway and then we'll both be in heaven and i'll be sitting there with a hot babe and a cheesesteak and you'll be in heaven and you'll be sitting there with your green sprouts and broccoli juice and you're gonna go oh crap eternity like this and i'm gonna say yeah eternity like this that's right like I said, people, sometimes you got to give people what they want and not what they need. Now, after this whole rant, you're probably going, S machine. Are you saying not to eat healthy? No, I'm saying not to eat healthy. I have decided I'm going to eat more healthy than I've ever eaten in my entire life. But one day per week. Oh, yeah. It's either going to be on Sunday when my favorite football team is playing or, or if there's no football season, it's going to be whenever my favorite fighter is fighting in the UFC. During that fight or during that whole event, I'm going to eat whatever the hell I want in any quantity I want. And I don't want to hear a damn thing from you, you tofu-sucking, diet-water-drinking bastards. Yeah, I said it. <laughs> Segment over. Well, my friends, had to, I had to basically say goodbye to my local Radio Shack today. It's not technically closed yet, but it's almost there because they're liquidating everything. When I drove by, I wasn't even going to go in because I had forgotten that, it was, that the Radio Shacks were closing and the location that was closing was, one of the, was the only one that I actually really go to. 
I drive by it and I see people like standing out every, every once in a while as I'm, uh, you know, moving, shifting things around in my, in my trunk. I started seeing people kind of move around and walk to the door and pull the door to test the door to go in. It wasn't time for it to open up. And then I went, you know what? I'm going in there because I just noticed that the sign was like everything in the, everything here, deep discounts, 40 percent off, 60 percent off. 80% off. Please get this shit out of here, damn it. End our suffering. Take it. I don't care. Rob us. We don't care. We will not put up a fight. We just want to empty everything out of this store so we can go home and look for another job because right now, this location is circling the drain. Get in here and get this stuff. And that was a really, really, really big and intricate sign to have in the door. I'm like, why, did you, why didn't you just have a sign that said 60% off? I mean, all of that, I didn't need the visual of circling the drain. And I definitely didn't need the picture of a toilet with all the products going down the drain. That is just depressing and not a way to get people to come into the store. Come on, guys. <laughs> that didn't happen. It just said 60% off. So I walk into the store. And the thing about this particular location was, you know, the people were nice enough, but they really, really worked very slowly. Even if there were people, you know, you, my thing is, even if you're work, and I've, I've been a salesperson, I've been a salesperson in a, in a, in a retail uh, a front, just like a, a radio shack. It was for blinds that you put in your window, but it was very, very similar insofar as you had product on the walls. People would come in and peruse. And then you'd say, well, can I help you? Or, or you'd make sure, make sure you were around them so they know that you're available to help them if, that, if, if need be. And then you do the process. Now, if I'm in the middle of a sale with another person and someone comes into the store, I knew through training and also common sense that I would go, hi, how you doing? Thanks for coming. I'll be with you in a moment. I'm going to finish with this gentleman or lady and I'll be right with you. Now, if you do that, that buys you 15 minutes right there because they, they, everybody that comes in is working at a job. They know what it's like when you're in process of dealing with one person and another person comes in. They know that. So they will say to you, I'll be with you in a minute, blah, 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 blah. I would go into this place and I'd be sitting there and I'd have money in my, I'd actually see something that was, I wanted to purchase, I want to make the purchase. He's still convincing a person to buy something. The person is saying to him, well, I need to just think about it for a minute. Well, if somebody says that, walk away from them and let them think and then walk over to the guy who's standing there with cash in his hand with a product in his hand and he wants to buy it and get the hell out of there, but no. They didn't even say, I'll be with you in a minute. They didn't even say that. And that's when the store had product in, in, in stock. And not to pick on Radio Shack, but this is, a, this is something that happens with a lot of stores when they're on their way out. So I go into this, I walk into this Radio Shack. She's, ladies walk, and she's depressed, man. You know, because she's been at this location for a little while. Not a long while, but a little while. And she's sitting basically in a dying store. She's looking around and you walk into the radio shack. I walked in there. I wanted to buy an extra microphone, a backup microphone, just to have in a drawer just in case something happened. And, of course, they didn't have any microphones. And, of course, they didn't have any XLR cables. And, of course, they didn't have any quarter-inch cables. They had nothing. Why? Because the store is going out of business and everything's gone. So I walk around and go, well, let me see if there's anything here that I could pick up while I'm here since, you know, it's going to be a discounted anyway. And there was nothing on the walls. One guy actually walked in with me and he actually walked to a place on the wall where product was, but the wall was blank and looked at the lady and says, hey, I was looking for some blah, blah, blahs. Do you have any in back? And I'm thinking, really, dude? They're taking 60 to 80 percent discounts giving you that on all the products in the store. Do you really think that a store that is desperately trying to move and liquidate everything in the store so they can even get a penny on a dollar just begging people to take stuff, that they're going to say, you know, there's a really popular product, so popular that it, it, it can't actually be displayed on the wall because people are buying it at such a high rate. Whatever you do, don't put it back on the wall for sale. Hide it in the back where no one can see it and make a mask for it. And don't even just make a mask for it once. Make a mask for it about five or six times so we'll know they really want to buy it. Dumb bastard. In fact, the back door where they had products, you know, they always go, I'll see if I have it in the back. That door was open. Normally, that door has 18 locks on it. I don't know why. It's not like somebody's going to go, I'm going to run in the back and buy some, and grab some of this cheap crap and run out. No, they're not going to do that. Well, that door was wide open. It's like, look, if you want to go back and take it, I don't give a shit. What I'm going to do, get shot over a store that's not going to be here in three weeks. Okay, she did not say that, but that was the look she had on her face. 
See, I know what it's like to work in a place when you know the place is closing, when you know it's over with, when you know this place is going to shut down, it's never going to be there again, your job is pretty much over with, and you're just sitting there waiting for it to happen. I know what that feels like. I've been in those offices. Now, one of the things that's cool is if you work for somebody who also just knows it's over. They know nothing's going to happen. There's no, no, there's no reason to really be doing this. You're just basically throwing these people a salary for three weeks because they've been hard workers and you want to scrape up the last little bits of money. You know what that's like. So, and some bosses are really cool. Hey, look, man, look, just, you know, try to do what you can. Uh, we're just trying to close out everything here. Don't stress or anything like that. You know, we're all going to be looking for jobs soon. So just, you know, do what you got to do. And then there's the a-hole boss who tries to act like it's a regular day. Come on, Johnson, get up, stand up. I want you to get these sales and call these leads and call call the leads and call the leads twice and double call the leads. In fact, don't just call the leads. I want you to find the leads apartment. I want you to stand outside their apartment. And when they come home from grocery shopping, I want you to try to sell them computer ribbons right in front of their door. And if they call the police, I want you to try to sell the police computer ribbons. And if they beat your ass and you go to the emergency room, I want the nurses putting the IV and I want you to go, that's a nice job of putting in an IV. Speaking of IV... Would you like to buy the DeskJet IV? That's right, I want you to sell, 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 sell. <laughs> Those people need to be shot. But you know what I'm saying. And it was really weird walking into that place. It's really weird walking into a place that you're used to it being kind of a vibrant type of location, a kind of place where you know that things are happening where you can at least find the headphones that you need or buy some batteries that you want or buy some cables that you want. You're always in there for something. It's always a little thing. And then now you look at it and it's like 10% product in there and 90% nothing. You know? It's like running to an old friend who was known for having a long, wavy hair. You used to, in fact, call him Shiny Head because his hair was so shiny. And you run into him and he has male pattern baldness. And it's not male pattern baldness like a lot of people get where there's a little patch in the back that disappears or the receding hairline. He looks like somebody smacked him in the head with a running lawnmower. And you're going, dude, you should have just shaved your head. But you like the guy so you don't say it. In fact, you his head is like a woman's breasts. No, I don't mean that you try to lick them. No, I mean you try not to stare at them. And you're going, hey man, what's going on? Why are you looking down? No particular reason. Definitely has nothing to do with the fact that your head looks like a raccoon is fighting on top of it. It has nothing to do with that. <laughs> Good God, please put a hat on, you stupid bastard. But that's what that place looked like. It looked like that. And that shit was depressing. And I feel bad for you, Radio Shack. I feel real bad for you. Now, granted, I'm a semi-customer of yours, and I feel bad for you. But come on, you know your you know your your rival Best Buy is laughing its ass off. You know what's laughing. You know damn well Best Buy is sitting in a bar somewhere right now, going, <laughs> "Got him." I mean, come on. I put the word "best" in my title. Best and buy are in my title. And he calls himself (laughs) Radio Shack. First of all, who uses radios anymore? (laughs) I have best in my title, meaning I'm the best. I sell the best. I give the best service. I have the best product. I'm the best in the business. And he has the name of a device that no one really uses anymore. (laughs) Loser. And then my last name is Bai. I mean, what's more, what's more subtle than that? Huh? I, I mean, think about it. I have the, my last name is Bai. My first name is Best. My last name is Bai. My, my last name actually subliminally makes people want to just purchase. Why? Because my name is Bai. That's right. You come in, buy, buy, buy. You see the word buy everywhere right next to the word best. And in your mind, you're thinking, this is the best place to buy something. And bam, I get all the sales. <laughs> and what is his last name? Shaq. Please. 
he would have been better off spelling it S-H-A-Q and giving that basketball player some money and just trying to ride off of his popularity. But no, he kept the last name Shaq, and it sucks. Nobody likes Shaqs. Anybody want to live in a shack? If somebody said you lived in a shack, you'd punch him in the face and say, I don't live in a shack, damn it. I live in an apartment. How dare you accuse me of living in a shack? So you have an obsolete device and a place nobody wants to live why don't you just call yourself don't buy stuff from me because everything in here sucks because that would have been a better name people might have actually started shopping at your place thinking you named yourself that way for comedy or to be ironic but no you're stuck with radio shack and then you tried to change your name and make it hip and call yourself the shack what are you nuts both halves of your name sucked. You should have come up with a brand new name. You should have rebranded yourself. You're trying to steal ideas from KFC. Well, guess what? KFC used to be Kentucky Fried Chicken, and they didn't want to say the word fried, so they changed it to KFC, but they kept still frying chicken, and they kept Colonel Sanders outside. They don't even plug Colonel Sanders anymore. In fact, his punk-ass picture isn't on anything anymore. They threw his old ass out. They said, listen, thanks for the chicken recipe, punk, but we don't need you anymore. You take your little 2% royalty and go to the Bahamas and bang some models, you old chicken frying bastard get to stepping as martin lawrence would say in his popular 90s sitcom but that's why you're gone radio shack because your name sucks and i'm glad you're gone that's right and f you to circuit city what kind of crap name is circuit city circuits please what kind of electronics did you have in there radio shack laughs at your electronics and city please you should have called yourself circuit town because your stores weren't that big or that full but me <laughs> i still exist and i'm coming for you target what an appropriate name for a business I'm not going to mess with Walmart. I'm not going to mess with those people. It's the biggest business. And I don't want to piss them off because they might get mad and buy me with the money they have in their chains, purse, in their shoes, or the money that fell into their couches. So I'm going to stop messing with them. But Target, you're next. What an appropriate name. I'm Best Buy. And I approve this message. <laughs> Segment over. Folks. I'm telling you now, I need to get control of them, and you need to get control of them, too. What am I talking about? Your impulses. We got to control our impulses because our impulses are so predictable that people are actually taking advantage of the fact that we don't have impulse control to get things out of us. And a supermarket is one of the places that is just like that. You know what I'm saying. They have it set up to make you impulse buy crap, and they are masters of that crap. Every supermarket is a grand master of making you buy crap that you didn't even plan on buying. They know that. They know how to get to people. They know. The, they even know the kind of people that are coming into the store. Why is all that health food in the back? Because the only people that are going to eat health food are people that can make it to the back of the store. And the rest of us, well, the rest of you, you can't make it to the back of the store because you've never walked 75 yards in the straight line since you were in college. You can't make it all the way to the back of the store, you bastard. You're going to make it about 25 yards into the store. You're going to look left. You're going to look right. And what do you see? Pizza. And you like pizza you wanted to come in there and buy a salad but you can't because it's too far away and you don't want to jump on your cart run real fast and dive in the cart and slide to the back of the store because you'll look like a douche and you don't want to wind up on youtube in a video called fat guy falls and busts his ass in a shopping cart because he was too lazy to walk back to get the salad he should have just gotten the DiGiorno pizza yeah that's right i said it because when you go into the supermarket, like I said, all of the all of the stuff that's healthy is kind of around is in the back of the store, right? And most people most people don't buy heads of lettuce. If you notice, if you buy a head of lettuce, say for the sake of argument, you're taking a you're looking through your refrigerator, your cupboard, or your storage space to decide what you have enough of and what you're not going to get when you go to the store. If you see one cell of a piece of lettuce in your refrigerator, your brain goes, "Well, I don't really really want to eat that shit." Oh, uh, yeah, we got enough salad, honey. Right? 
You'll open up the cupboard, you'll see four boxes of Frosted Flakes, and you'll go to the supermarket, and you'll see Frosted Flakes, and guess what you're going to do? You're going to buy five more boxes of it. Why? Because it's Frosted Flakes. It's cereal that's got sugar on it, and ain't nothing better than that. And you know you're going to buy it, and it's an impulse buy. Why? Because it's got a tiger on it, and it's got sugar, and you need it. Our impulses are so controlled, man. They make us do, they just make us do stuff. And we even know they're doing it. And we still, they got that music going, that music that, they, that, that music that they have in the supermarket that's just happy enough to make you want to move, but not so distracting that you pay attention to what the damn songs are. Because you know you don't know any of those songs. They may even be songs from the radio, but they've been punkicized, so you won't pay attention to them. So you just pay attention to buying stuff. You go to the counter and what do they have there? Cupcakes, potato chips, gum, all sorts of crap that you don't need at all nutritionally and none of it's good for you. And you know you shouldn't be buying that crap in the first place and you only went into the store to spend $20. But guess what? You walked out of the store and you spent $27. That's right. What happened to the other $7? What did I spend the $7 on? I only went in there to spend $20. Yeah, what did you get? You got some cupcakes cakes you got some soda you got some chips you got some gum and you got that wacky little liquid that you saw on a tv commercial where you get a glass of water and you squeeze it in there and it changes to wacky colors and tastes like fruit juice even though there's no fruit in it yeah that's right that's what you bought you know you did <laughs> you know we're, we're as human beings we're so predictable so that that's why they can control they know we have no impulse control, so they make us do things or convince us to do things based on knowing how to trigger that impulse thing. Right? You know when you know when they have a store has a has a a a, 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 a sale on a product where you're going, they can't possibly be making any money on this product. What the hell is that? Of course they're not making any money on that product. The whole idea is to get you to go back into the store and they know what they're doing. If you know we're gonna sell these seventy seven Pepsis for this amount of money and you're going, That's kinda cheap for Pepsi. I mean normally Pepsi costs this and it costs shit, I'm gonna go down there and get me a bunch of that and you go in there Well while I'm here <laughs> Because the stack of the mountain of Pepsis that they have there that are on sale is in between chips on one side and popcorn on the other side. And there's a picture of a football player and you're going, well, since I'm buying all these sodas, I might as well also buy a whole bunch of these chips and popcorn and pizza. <laughs> and you walk out and you're going, wait a second. I just walked in there to get a couple of cases of soda, which only cost me four dollars, and I, I I spent seventy three bucks in popcorn and what those bastards! They tricked me, those bastards! That's right, they tricked you. They got you in there because of the stupid soda, and you wound up walking out with eight hundred dollars in peanuts, you dumb bastard! Yeah, that's right. They make us do all sorts of dumb crap because they know how to get to us. They know how to trigger that impulse firing in us. They know how to do it. Impulse control. We need it, you bastards. We need it, you sick bastards, but we don't have it. We do not have impulse control at all. You ever notice when you say somebody's impulsive, you never say that when they do good stuff? Why? Because your impulses suck. Because they've been trained to do dumb crap. When you go to buy a car, the first thing you want to do is you want to get something, if you really think about it, if you're using your logical mind, you want to get the best car that's the best, that's the safest, that gets the best gas mileage, that has the best customer service, that has the best warranty, that, that and you go through all of these things that a rational person would get for the second biggest investment. And you have your house, and now you're going to buy your car, and your car is your second biggest investment. So you should sit down and methodically go through all checklist of things that you're going to spend this money on, and make sure you get the best for what you got and you can afford to spend twenty thousand dollars on this car it's a base model but it has a nice radio it has the windows you can buy a gps for a hundred bucks you don't need to have it in the debt you can get what you want for 20k and you got a nice car that will be good and reliable and there's a car commercial that's coming on and it's for a car there's a girl standing next to the car that girl look good real good oh that girl looks good oh lord oh she's washing the car oh that's awesome 
Hey, there's a guy. Look, that guy, he's cool. That guy's got glasses on and he didn't shave his beard all the way off. He is cool. I want to be like that guy. And that girl was hot. Wait, she's the girl just went with the guy. So that girl who's really hot went with that guy who I would like to be like. And they're obviously getting into that car. And the car costs $49,000. And they, but, 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 but if I get that car, I'll get a girl like that and I'll look like that. And even though I can afford the $20,000 car, I could I would have to actually take that 20,000 and put it down on that car and then be making payments for 10 years and I'd have to keep that car for 10 years and that car I don't know what the history of that car is I don't know if that car has a history of mechanical breakdowns I don't really know whether or not this is a new model and it might be some kind of recall and it'll be such a big recall that I won't have an opportunity to actually get my car fixed for a long period of time which means I will be driving a car that will be breaking down while I wait in this long line of people who have to get recalls on this car but I I saw the car and even though the car costs way more than the car that I can actually afford I saw that girl in the commercial washing that car and they had you know what was even better than that the simple fact that there was a really attractive girl that I would like to get it on with and a guy on the commercial that I would like to be like driving a car I wish I could drive to a place I wish I could go to in the background they were playing a song that I already liked so personally, what I'm saying is I feel happy because I like that song and that song is on the commercial. So I'm now happy watching the commercial. So now not only do I want that expensive car, I want that expensive car. I want to be able to get it on with that hot woman. And I want to be like that guy because I'll be happy because I'll have that car because they're the way they're smiling and implying that they're going to drive someplace and have lots of sex. And that car, which I'm sure that car is going to go to the mansion that these people have. And there's a song in the background that makes me happy. I I'm not going to buy the car that I really should be buying that would make me safe and be within my budget and allow me to put some money in the bank and save it. I have to have that and rip up all these information about the cars that make sense. I'm getting that and I don't care what the consequences are because I have no impulse control. You make bad decisions when we don't have impulse control, man. You make bad decisions. So all I'm saying is we have to control the impulses, man. I know that I have to control impulses. I have to control my impulses. And I've been very, very good at it as of late, meaning the last five, six years. I've been getting progressively better at it. Because I, when you move to Hollywood, as I did, and you see the women who are off the charts beautiful. I mean, not just regularly beautiful, but you're like, are you kidding me? That is, there's no way you look like that. No way. And then you find out, yes, they do. And you get it on with them because they're ridiculously good looking. And you don't do, you don't think. I, I, I went out with a couple of ladies. It was a lady, this woman, if Halle Berry was standing next to her and said, listen, I'm available now. I would say, listen, Halle. You're in the way. Move. You, girl, over there. Yeah, girl. And I got it on with her. Why? Because she was ridiculously hot and sexy and delicious and awesome and wonderful. And I couldn't help myself. I had to have her. And I had her plenty of times. I had the hell out of her. And she had the hell out of me. We had the crap out of each other. Oh, yeah, we had each other. But... I did not do my research on her as a person. I do my research on people now. I'm not going to get it on with someone just because they look good now. That's not enough. I have to like you as a person and respect you as a person. And then once I like you as a person and respect you as a person, I'm going to put food products on your back and butt. Okay, I think I talked about that in another segment. You get the point. Shut up. Don't judge me. But that's the thing, man. I did not do my due diligence. I did not research this woman to find out whether or not she was crazy. And as it turns out, after we started dating and she we started to get a little bit serious, I realized that she was nuts. And I should have done the research to find out that she was nuts. It would have been really nice to know that she was nuts. And had I not allowed my impulse, which says, please jump on top of this woman. She's making herself available to you. And she's incredible looking. You jump on top of her. Don't investigate her. We ain't got time for that. She wants to get it on. Jump on top of her, young man. And I jumped on top of her. And that's right. And I later found out that the woman was nuts. Really, really nuts. 
and my impulse took control. I didn't know she was nuts. Had I done research, I would have known she was nuts. But the only problem was, instead of finding out whether or not she was nuts, as a young man, I was too busy trying to get rid of the in, the, uh, the contents of my nuts. Yes, I said it that way to make a point, because I was not thinking. I allowed impulse to control me, and I know now I will never allow impulses to control me. I will do whatever I want to do, and I'm going to make sure I make good decisions, damn it. That's right. And you sick bastards better do the same thing. Unless those impulses tell you to listen to me every week, in which case I would have to say, for the first time in history, impulses, that impulse is all good <laughs> segment over you know cats and kitties dudes and dudettes I was visiting some relatives in my hometown and I I was driving back home and I saw a familiar place a wonderful place it was a church and although I'm not a very religious man I remembered something that wonderful had happened at that church years and years ago my little sister's wedding. I looked at the place and I remembered how happy my sister was. She found the person she wanted to spend the rest of her life with and have children with. My little sister. And I remember the day of the wedding. I remember when she walked in with her wedding dress. I remember how happy she was and how happy I was that she was happy. Our family, of course, since she's my sister, obviously we have the same damn family. That's how it works. Our family was in there and everyone was happy and having a great time and looking their best. And I remember what it was like because she asked me to walk her down the aisle. But I thought my uncle was going to do it because he's obviously he's older than me. I thought he was going to be doing it. But as it turns out, she wanted me to do it. And I was honored by it. Yes, I was. And many people didn't understand what happened next because, you know, I, my uncle, you know, he was there too. So I walked her half the way down the aisle and my uncle walked her the other half of the way down the aisle. And many people were going, you know what, that's a wonderful moment. You know, you both shared this moment with her. You walking her halfway down and her uncle walking her up to the up to the minister. And people said to me, yes, you're very, very generous to share that moment with your uncle. I think that was great. And what I didn't want to tell them was, quite frankly, she couldn't come up with enough money for me to walk her all the way down the aisle and my uncle charged less. So actually, technically, I only walked her 42.3% of the way down the aisle because that's all she could afford. You know, the weddings cost a lot of money nowadays. <laughs> and he charged less. So he walked her the rest of the way. And I said to myself, yeah. If she really saved up money, she could have afforded to have me walk all the way down the aisle. You know, I mean, she knew I was going to charge her an appearance fee for showing up. <laughs> and then she just, you know, I mean, come on. You should have. I mean, when you save up for a wedding, I know you're my sister, but when you save up for a wedding, you have to factor in your oldest sibling showing up for the wedding and paying him to do so. And I remember when my brother-in-law's half of the family wanted to come up and shake my hand and I'm some of them that I hadn't met. Security actually, of course, ushered them away because they hadn't paid to touch me. I said, I know we're technically family now, but as you can see, <laughs> I'm really strict, strictly, uh, uh, strictly business. I charged my sister money for me to be here, and we just became family recently. So don't get, don't get full of yourself. He thought I was kidding and gave me a hug, and I said, <laughs> "That'll be seventy-five dollars." But he only had sixty. But that's all right. The collection agency will get the other fifteen bucks from him. And as I continued my trip. Looking back as the church disappeared in the distance, I thought about all the money I could have made if these deadbeats had actually paid me what I deserved to be there. <laughs> it's a bad thing to charge your family to show up at a wedding. It really is.
it's bad. I should I should not have said this during the podcast that I charged my sister to walk her halfway down the aisle and I charged my brother-in-law $75 to hug me. Well, you know what? I You think that's mean. You think that's wrong. I'm telling you it's not wrong. Okay? Because what I did, this is and I did this out of love. I said, you know what, brother? Because we're relatives now, I'm going to forgive you that $15. I'm going to just charge you 60 bucks for that. See? Trying to make me look like I'm the bad guy. Bastards. And then I remember when my other cousin got married. I didn't show up because she refused to pay, saying, What, you love us, don't you? How come we got to pay you to show up? <laughs> At least that's what I thought she said because my... Uh, my uh, my uh, my manager actually takes those phone calls, and he said, "S, they're not gonna pay." And I said, "You know what? I'm not gonna go." <laughs> I'm just kidding. I actually did go to the other relatives. Uh, I went to their wedding. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, this, you don't think I was gonna? <laughs> okay, I did not go to their wedding. I need my money. Okay, none of these two stories was actually true. None of that shit actually happened. <laughs> uh, but in all seriousness, I did I did drive by the church. It's really weird when you drive by a place where something really cool happened and you get flooded with the memories of seeing like your little sister get married or, you know, you go to a place that um, you know something wonderful happened for you. And it just reminds you that it reminds you that, you know, when good things happen, you got to savor them cuz Sometimes you don't run across that church that reminds you of the good thing that happened. You don't get that flood of good feelings. You don't get that because you didn't have that reminder. And it's it's really weird when we don't have the reminder, knowing that if we were to run across something that did remind us, we'd have that good feeling again. You know, the, the feeling you get when, you know, uh, like when my little baby niece yelled, I go to visit her and she yells across the room my name and runs up and jumps up on me and I pick her up and give her a big kiss and I spin her around and she takes my Bluetooth off my ear and sticks it in her mouth or vomits on my shirt because she ate too much um, oh no I'm sorry that wasn't that wasn't my, 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 my <laughs> I keep getting them confused that wasn't my, my baby niece that did that that was my adult nephew that did that I'm like dude why did you take my Bluetooth off and put it in your mouth? And he said, I don't know, man. Force of habit. I said, you're, you're in your 20s now. You're too old for that. You're also too old to be vomiting on my shirt. You should just stop. You have a child now. You're too old for that crap. <laughs> that actually happened. Now, listen. Okay, no, that did not actually happen. <laughs> uh, but it was really weird. I, I just ran across when I ran across the church. I just had a, I just remember how happy everybody was. And it made me feel good, even though that happened a long time ago. And uh, it's really cool when that happens, isn't it? You run across something that you weren't even really thinking about, and then flood of good feelings comes along. You know, those are the moments you really kind of realize how lucky you are to have those moments, even if they exist in the past, actually exist so they can come back. So if you see your baby smile or you have a great time with your friends, enjoy that shit. Because the more you enjoy it in the moment, the more it's burned into your memory. And then something will bring that back and make you feel happy again. It's like getting a gift. That happiness, that joy, that feeling good for five or ten minutes and thinking about those memories, that's a gift. It doesn't really cost anything. It's, some, it's like finding money on the street. feels good. So if you have something that you enjoy, you see something that you enjoy, something that's cool, something that's wonderful, like this podcast, something that you can't live, live without, like this podcast, something you, need to, you want to do every waking moment, like listen to this podcast, feel free to do so. It'll make your life better, my friends. Ha <laughs> Well, folks, this has been episode 152 of the Yes, Anthony Says podcast. I want to thank you guys very, very much for stopping by. I, I, I look at the stats and there's a bunch of new people coming coming online that are listening and are getting some really cool messages from people like, you know, I listen to your podcast. I love it. I'm going to subscribe. Thank you. I mean, I can't mention you individually because I don't know whether or not I have permission to say your name, so I'm not going to say that. But I just want to say thank you very much. 
And for those of you listening to the podcast for the first time, if you listen to the other 151 before this, they're just as weird as this shit here. Just want to let you know. And if you like this, you'll love those. So go back and listen to them, you bastards. Subscribe to this podcast, damn it. Yeah, that's right. And tell your friends about it. Yeah, that's right. Part two. And give this podcast five star ratings everywhere you can give a chance to give this five star rating to this podcast. Yeah, I said it. Part three. <laughs> I want to thank you guys. You guys are the coolest bastards on the planet. And uh, I really appreciate everything that you do. Uh, the podcast home bases, as Anthony says, dot podbean dot com. But you can also hear this podcast on iTunes, of course, on Stitcher Radio, on TuneIn Radio and um, no, or, or Pocket Cast. Whatever you do, if you want to get the RS feed so you can subscribe uh, on whatever podcatcher that you want to, you can probably just search as Anthony says and it'll pop up. Or you can, you can actually just Google as Anthony says and it'll pop up. I'm everywhere like oxygen. Much love to every last one of you and to those of you that want to send email because I know that the older people know the email address but you new people may not. Uh, the email address is, uh, is uh, the says podcast at gmail.com uh, the Twitters for this, there are two Twitters. One is my Twitter, my personal Twitter, which is at S. Anthony Thomas. And there's a Twitter which is specific to the podcast, and that is at S. Anthony Says. Make sure you subscribe to both, okay? Much love to every last one of you. You were some, seriously, and all, all kidding aside, you were some cool bastards to listen to this weird crap every week and bring people back with you. I appreciate you. I really, really do. Much love to you all, and I will see you next week with 153. I have an idea what it's going to be, but I'm not going to tell you because you need to listen to and enjoy this one and go back and listen to the old ones. And then next week I'll put up number 153. And I want to I want to be honest with you, not to be not, not to shock you, but um, I'm probably going to say a lot of weird shit. <laughs> Thanks. Much love to you all. S. Anthony out.